Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Jordana, it's your dopey movie and TV reviewer friend, Tim Lammers. And please know that you're always going to have the love, hopes, and prayers from me and my family as you continue to kick cancer's butt. You know, I've been so inspired by how incredibly positive you've been through all of this and truly have shown us all how to live life no matter what obstacles get in your way. You're not only my friend, Jordana, you are my hero. Love Hi, Jordana. It's Stu Ackerberg. Just sending you my love. I want to shout out to your warrior spirit, and you are an amazing teacher while also obviously being a student in this process. I so admire you, your courage, your guts, your integrity, your hope, your love, and your passion for humanity and for your family and for this process. I love you. Sending prayers, light, and love to you and your family. Peace. Well said. Thank you, Stuart, and thank you, Tim Lammers. Warrior spirit, I like that. Uh, you should wear a cape, Jordana. God, the- you guys are killing me. I'm not dead yet. Stop it. You're <laughs> killing me. Well, people are people are calling in and uh, showing their support. You got a lot of fans out there, but you knew that already. How how are you doing? I know it's it's been it's been tough, right? I mean, getting the news and having to go back and just getting your brain back into that situation. But um how how are you holding up, Jor? You know, I have good moments and bad moments, and I do have a lot of bad moments. I and mean, now I'm crying from these recordings that you guys are playing. Um, but, you know, I've been living with this now about about a week and a half. I found out about it last Monday. Um, and, you know, it's a blow. It's definitely a blow. And um, there's a lot that I don't know what to expect. You know, bone marrow transplant is different from the chemo that I – I did before. I know it's going to suck. I'll tell you that. And um, so just kind of ride in the waves with friends and family and be able to enjoy them right now uh, before I head back into treatment on Monday. I know you're heading down to Madison this weekend to see Marley mm-hmm. and uh, take a deep breath. And then you you go back down to the mail on Monday. Hopefully you're going to be on the air uh, the next couple of weeks when, when you're feeling up to it, right? Yeah, I hope so. Uh, you know, I have um uh, I I get admitted on Monday, but my doctor said I may not feel so awful, so I'm going to try to be on the air with you Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and, you know, God willing, maybe I'll come home Friday or Saturday. Uh and then I I really have to be isolated just to, you know, risk of infection and my immunities are going to be down, but I'm going to try to work from home as much as I can. 
cool. Hey, Jor, with everything going on in your life, what what are you happy about? I think sometimes illness really highlights all of the good things that you have. And I have so many good things, Paul. You know, you and David and work and my incredible friends who flew in this week to be with me. And, um, and then my family. Just my kids are so amazing and they've been so strong and they shouldn't have to be. No kids should have to go through this. And um, my amazing husband, my, my Mark, my, um, he's just so incredibly unbelievable as a caretaker, as a human being, as a, a rock. And I just, you know, I feel so bad that they all have to go through this, but hopefully this too shall pass and we'll learn our lessons, get even closer and move on. But I am incredibly grateful for the people that are around me and I don't take that for granted. Sure, you have the entire state of Minnesota, portions of Iowa, the Dakotas, a big chunk of Wisconsin lifting you up. Uh, you're in the prayers of a lot of people. I mean, just speaking for myself, I mean, I'm. It, it's. It feels like a sucker punch. It feels like a gut punch. I used to be able to sleep through the night. Now I, I'm up at like three, four in the morning, and the first thing I think about when I look at the the alarm clock is you and your health. And well, I'm sorry. Just no, I I just want like you, like everybody. I want things to go back the way they were in 2019 when you were healthy. And I know you have the best care on the planet at the Mayo Clinic. And I also know you're going to get through this and and uh, come out the other side. So you're in great hands, and you're doing all the right stuff. And let's just keep taking it one day at a time. It's been that way for a year and a half. And uh, I know you have the strength, not only the physical strength, but, but the spiritual strength and everybody lifting you up to get through this. But uh, you are a spiritual warrior, and I, I, we're, we're going to keep playing uh, people calling in and um, providing their best wishes to you. And, and you have a great weekend, okay? And, and just know how much we Thank love you. you. Yep, I love you guys, too. Shabbat shalom to everyone, and thanks for all the good wishes. And uh, here we go again. Good Shabbos, Jor. Yeah. Oh, hang in there, my friend. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. And thank you, folks, for... Uh, and I I know it's hard. It's, uh, it's really... It's hard. And many of us have loved ones, friends, that are going through challenges, ultimate challenges, life-threatening challenges. So... But thank you. And please keep Jor in your prayers. You know, there's a place for science. There's a place for faith. They are not mutually exclusive. She's getting the best medical care on the planet at the Mayo Clinic. But there's a place for God, too. And God does work miracles. I've seen it. You've seen it. And um, we are asking for a miracle right now. Folks in Ukraine are asking for a miracle. Did a miracle just take place? We have questions for CBS News military correspondent and analyst Jeff McCausland. He's up next. So earlier today, Russia said the first phase of the war is over. And some analysts say maybe they're looking at an exit strategy. They say they're going to be focusing their efforts on the Donbass region of uh, southeastern Ukraine. Um 
concentrating on on gaining more control of that region. And again, could this point to a possible exit strategy for Vladimir Putin? Who knows? All we know is that things are probably not going according to plan for the Kremlin. And Jeff McCausland always has great perspective and insight, military analyst for CBS News. Jeff, welcome back. Happy Friday. Paul, it's good to be with you. What do, what do you make of things? I mean, I, I some of these statistics are just staggering. 10,000 killed, 16,000 Russian troops wounded. Uh, you can't even put this into perspective in terms of what American forces have been through in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, six, seven Russian generals have been killed. What... I mean, what do you think is going through the mind of Vladimir Putin right now, based on everything you know? Well, I think he's enormously frustrated because this war is certainly not going according to plan. He thought it would be over in a few days. And now it's actually a humiliation to him personally, I think, in many ways, because he's kind of pushed all his personal poker chips to the center of the table. Try to put that in context for you a little bit. I think you're right. It's hard for us to wrap our head around these casualties when we suffered a total of about... 7,000 killed in action across 20 years in Iraq and Afghanistan. But those were low-intensity conflicts in many ways, counterinsurgency, counterterrorism ops largely, with the exception, of course, of the 2003 invasion of Iraq, whereas this is high-intensity conflict of mobile warfare, aircraft, uh, missiles, anti-tank weapons, et cetera, et cetera. If you look back to World War II, for example, the Marine Corps lost 7,000 killed in action trying to take Iwo Jima, that was over 30 days. Well, we've seen Russian casualties about double what the Marines suffered on Iwo Jima. So that might be a way of trying to get your head around this. What does it mean? Well, it seems like they have, as you suggest, are now in a strategic pause, a reassessment. My guess is because of those casualties, a number of those units are now have suffered at least 10% or more overall casualties. That's killed, wounded, missing prisoners. And as a consequence, we would calculate a unit that suffered that kind of casualty level would be no longer combat effective. So they're liably pulling units out, pushing new units in, or if not that, at least bringing in a large-scale number of individual replacements to fill the ranks. Obviously, the logistics has been very poor, and so they've got to get that reset. And then we'll see if they redo the campaign in terms of their current objectives or they adjust their ends and their resources. They realize taking the entirety of the country uh, is not doable for the amount of resources it would cost them. So they may say we're going to focus on the Donbass, like you suggest, perhaps trying to control the southern coast. And when they get to that point, maybe calling for a ceasefire and trying to negotiate from a position of strength. Jeff, there's a line of reasoning on the part of some analysts that as Putin becomes more despondent, more desperate, as things continue to go south, that he may resort to weapons of mass destruction. To, to make a point, to try to wrap up the war quickly, whether it's chemical weapons and possibly even tactical nuclear weapons. Now, as of yesterday, President Biden on record saying that America, as well as NATO, would in fact respond, and the scope of the response would depend on the scope of whatever is used in theater in Ukraine, whether it's chemical or nuclear. And again, we don't like to think about this or talk about this, but what what are you hearing? Is that a real possibility? I mean, we have we are not ratcheting up our our nuclear our DEFCON right in terms of preparedness. There's been no adjustment in U.S. Uh, nuclear posture uh, that has been I've heard of 
or seen any evidence to suggest that, and the Pentagon has rejected that. The Russians did raise theirs one level, but they've done that in past when they conducted the invasion of Georgia and and, uh, uh, Ukraine back in 2014, my goodness, when the Soviet Union invaded Hungary and Czechoslovakia back in the 50s and 60s during the Cold War. So that's not that uncommon. But the Russians do talk about the use of such weapons. Uh, Their military doctrine talks about the use of tactical nuclear weapons. They call it escalating to de-escalate. If, in fact, particularly the existence of the state is threatened, and then that's what uh, Sergei um, Peskov, the uh, Kremlin spokesperson, said when I asked about this just the other day. So they certainly have not taken it off the table. They have certainly encouraged or sanctioned the use of chemical weapons by the Syrians against cities. And one could imagine Putin might be considering, back to the adjustment of ends and means, if my ends still are to take over the entire country and really drive fissures into the alliance, then escalating something like that might be something that he might find attractive. He would certainly also accelerate the flow of refugees. I think more and more the the, uh, Kremlin is looking at the use of refugees really as as a weapon against the West, now that we're rapidly approaching 4 million refugees outside of Ukraine and perhaps as many as 6.5 million of refugees inside Ukraine. There are some suggestions, Paul, that half of the children in Ukraine are now refugees. So doing that might Oof. accelerate that refugee flow and put more pressure on NATO to then come back and try to get Zelensky to negotiate or give up. Again, we're talking with CBS uh, military analyst Jeff McCausland. And I know you're aware of this, and it has to be real, but I shake my head. There are reports that uh, hundreds of thousands of civilians, Ukrainian civilians, are being transported to Russia against their will, uh, possibly to be used as hostages, uh, perhaps to pressure Kiev into giving up. 402,000 people, including 84,000 children, taken to Russia. Of course, Russia is saying that they want to come to Russia. Uh, Ukraine is saying, no, they're being taken there against their will. Do you have any kind of an update on that? Yeah, I talked to a colleague of mine who's involved in the war crimes evaluation of this. He was a lawyer for the International Criminal Court when they prosecuted Milosevic and Milotic. And that already is being monitored because that is, in fact, a war crime. The forcible eviction or cleansing of populations is, in fact, a war crime, moving people against their will, particularly taking children, in some cases, from parents. This is, in fact, a war crime and fulfills that statement that the White House actually made, formally saying that the Russians were, in fact, committing war crimes uh, in the Ukraine. So this will, in fact, be, be investigated. And clearly it's contrary to the rules of international law uh, and just shows you how the moral clarity that we have in this particular conflict. I mean, it boggles my mind that some people are still have even a modest bit of consideration that we might have caused Vladimir Putin to do this or move in the direction he has taken. Because when you commit acts like that, again, the difference between good and evil seems to me to be pretty doggone clear. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty black and white. And I certainly don't envy President Biden trying to thread the needle. Recently, Biden said that... Uh, Putin's overwhelming objective is to demonstrate that democracies can't function in the 21st century because things are moving so rapidly. They require consensus. It's difficult to get consensus. We all know democracy is sloppy. And uh, Putin's point, autocracies are going to rule. Putin has 
tried for many years, for decades, to break up NATO so we could face 30 individual countries rather than one united front. All of his expectations that the West would step back and do nothing, that uh, you know we, we would fall apart and squabble amongst ourselves. The West has never been more united than it is right now. And the question is, you know, can we keep that going? What comes next, Jeff? Well, I think that's exactly right, and that's why Mr. Biden, I think, announced that this in, uh, visit to Europe and this emergency meeting of the heads of state needed to happen now, and I think it was primarily to demonstrate that unity and make sure there was unity of purpose moving ahead. And I think Mr. Biden has said several times, and I think he is correct, that that unity is clearly uh, our most important asset. And, you know, as far as what Putin, Biden, or what Putin has done, I thought it was summed up pretty well by a German writer the other day who said in the matter of a couple of days, Vladimir Putin has managed to undermine Swedish neutrality and end German pacifism in a matter of a couple of days. The two things that have gone on in policy for decades and decades, and that now is over. But again, it's going to be trying times ahead. I think we need to be clear-eyed about the fact this may well get worse certainly before it gets better. This refugee situation, I think, is just a classic example of that. But it will be that unity of purpose that I think that gets us through this in the end. And we'll test that proposition that Mr. Uh, Mr. Putin has put out there about autocracy being the wave of the future, because I don't certainly think it is, and I think most of the people in NATO would agree with me. I know you're a journalist. Um, you usually don't share your opinion openly. I'm curious, based on everything you've seen, do you think there are, let's say, good odds that Ukraine can prevail? I think there's a chance Ukraine can prevail. I don't mean to equivocate, but I think there's a definite chance that the Ukraine can prevail uh, because at the end of the day, as an old soldier, I can tell you, war is a contest of wills. That's what it really is at the end of the day. And the willpower on the part of the Ukrainian people, and certainly Mr. Zelensky, is just demonstrable. And in all the days and weeks that we have spent sometimes being very cynical about how our countries operate, how our society operates, Watching the Ukrainians is a demonstration of what a free people will do to protect that freedom and really values and things that we often take for granted and they're fighting and dying for. So with that in mind, I think they've got more than a good chance of being successful, but clearly they're going to need massive support from the West. That has got to be steadfast if they're going to be able to prevail. Well, Jeff, thank you for your service, and uh, as always, thank you for your perspective. Jeff McCausland, CBS News military analyst. Have a great weekend, Jeff. Thanks for coming on today. You too, Paul. Thank you. Happy hour coming up. Um, what are you happy about? Text us, 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. There must be something you're happy about. Share it if you can. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. When we come back, a few show highlights next. Well, there was some good news. If you were listening to CCO, you heard all about it. The teacher strike in Minneapolis is over. Kim Ellison, Minneapolis School Board Chair, talked with Vanita Sakar this morning on CCO about how the district will try to make up for those lost days of school. This will um, have an effect on the calendar. We will have to vote on that. I know part of the return to school discussion about when those days will need to be made up. We plan to do graduation. We've already set those dates. We don't plan to change that. We're also talking about possibly adding minutes to the day. Oh, so maybe starting earlier or later? Have, has that been decided? I'm not sure if that's been decided, but that was part of the discussion going into the final days. Interesting. Longer days. Okay. You think if you were in high school, would you rather do school for two weeks into June or ha- like add an extra hour to the day for two oh, months? Hands down. Add the hour. Yeah, yeah. I don't agree. don't mess with my summer. Indeed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll do the right thing. Kathy Thunheim, as part of our Game Changers series, brought to you by Thrivent, told us how Title IX impacted her as an athlete growing up. I was 16 years old when Title IX was passed. And so I was that group of young women who had the first opportunity to put on a uniform for our school and be a part of a competitive sport. We'd had club activities before that, but it is, uh, it's hard to articulate how powerful that was to all of a sudden be, be viewed as having the opportunity to be on a team and to, to learn all the things that you learn by being on teams. Great experience. Thank you, Kathy Thunheim. I'm excited. Next Friday, Ann Bancroft is going to be joining us for Game Changers, the Arctic Explorer and Bancroft. So hope you will tune in for that. Again, President Biden announced 100,000 immigrants, refugees, will be coming in from Ukraine. How quickly that happens remained to be seen. Carl Nelson with Arrive Ministries told us how getting refugees in from Ukraine to the United States would actually happen. People are trying to figure out, is it possible for you know refugees who are in Poland and other European countries to come here and you know, this is what we know from our, you know, there was this announcement yesterday by the administration, you know, that the U.S. is going to accept, uh, you know, maybe up to 100,000 refugees. And here's what we we know kind of from our federal partners today is that 
it's, it's taking them a little bit of time to figure out exactly what are going to be the legal pathways that people could use. So there is, there isn't a timeline for that right now, but, um, you know, it could be that some people, you know, will come here temporarily. Um, others are probably seeking permission to, like you were talking about the family you've adopted, permission to join relatives who are already living here. And, you know, it's going to take a few weeks probably for the federal government and the uh, State Department, which oversees this area, to kind of figure out exactly what are the legal pathways and how will they be, how are we going to be able to be involved in this response. And we'll keep you posted on that. And again, he put things into perspective, 100,000. I mean, compared to Poland, they're taking in a couple of million refugees. 100,000, a lot of people are like, well, it's not that much. But compared to how many immigrants have been admitted to the United States in recent years, it's a pretty big number, right, DJ? Well, yeah, and I was also reminded by Carl today that there's other refugee crises and needs for refugees right. from from all over the world and from, you know, as recently as six months ago from Afghanistan. But, yep. you know, he said his organization works with refugees every month of the year for decades. And it's not like this is the only time. And guess what? It's hard for all of those refugees, too. There's conflicts all over the world. And that work is being done all the time. And now it's front page news. So we're thinking about it. But it's really not a new problem. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. So. It's time for happy hour. Ooh. It's been a it's been a long week, uh, mix of good news and bad news. But there must be something good going on in your life. Call us or text us right now six five one four six one nine two two six six five one four six one nine two two six. What you happy about? Happy hour up next. Man, am I glad it's Friday? I'll bet you're glad it's Friday. Chilly weekend coming up, but no dramatic weather. Nothing that's going to slow you down. Carolyn Adina, welcome, and uh, what you happy about? Well, hi, Paul. Hi. I'm so happy that you brought us some chilly weather back. You like the chilly weather, huh? Well, for us sapping people, we're waiting for the sap to flow, and you, it got too warm for a while. Is that true, DJ? I mean, it it, it the sap yeah. flows faster when it's cold. Yeah. Well, you I should yeah. need to tell Carol this, but you need cold nights and warm days. And for the last five days, the the low has not been below freezing, which means no sap for me or Carol. Oh, that's exactly right. So I've got my little evaporator all waiting out in the driveway, and um, my trees at our church. We have some nice sugar maples, so I'm hoping tonight it's going to freeze, and maybe the sap will start flowing. Oh, I think you're going to have plenty of sap here the next few nights. It's going to be chilly right through early next week. So, uh, uh, thank you, Carol. Um, right. And I, I'd love to try some of that maple syrup. It sounds amazing. Well, maybe I can bring you some in June. I'm um, Sharon's mom, and I might get to meet you when we travel. That would be lovely. Yes, please. Thank you, Carol. Appreciate it. Happy Friday. DJ, what are you happy about other than maple syrup? Homemade maple syrup. Yeah, I don't know. I will be uh, boiling maple syrup in my front yard on Sunday. I feel like I had something else I was going to share, though. I, I, I don't know. 
You're happy you're working with me. Happy I'm working with you. Happy it's Friday. Um, mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that made me happy on a tough week for a lot of us here, um, you know, a lot in the world, but Jordana on our hearts for sure. And you yeah. asked her in the three o'clock hour, you sort of sheepishly asked, well, I know you, you know, your cancer's relapsing and it's a hard week, but can you think of something to be happy for? And she right away said, I have plenty to be happy about. And she shared that with us at five o'clock um, yep. for family and friends and positivity. And, you know, that's one of the things I love about this segment that we do, the happy hour. And I think it's emblematic of our whole show is that, look, life is hard and there's a lot of bad news in our lives personally and in the world. But I think it's important that we always hang on to the positive things in our life and focus on those because it doesn't get you anywhere to wallow around and focus on the negative. So um, that's a lesson that I think I need to learn regularly, and Jordana yep. is teaching that us today, that even in the worst of the worst for her and her family, she can find something to be thankful for. And if she can, then you and I and the rest of us better be able to as well. Well said. Very eloquent. Thank you, DJ. Yeah, cling to the good, push through the bad. I think Winston Churchill at the height of World War II in London said, when you're going through hell, keep going. And um, Jordana will come out the other side of this thing, but not to minimize what she's going through, what her family is going through, and how transparent she's been this whole time. JP, I I think JP is standing by. Uh, What you happy about, Jerry? Well, I finally got over losing the uh, Weird News Roundup. But uh, So what I'm happy for is <laughs> yeah, uh, we will be celebrating my mother-in-law's 90th birthday tomorrow. Wow. Yep. That's impressive. I'm Damn. impressed. Some good genes so, there. Yeah. Wh- wh- where are you going? Are you taking her somewhere? Uh, no, we're just doing it at the uh, home that she's at up in uh, Longville. Wonderful. Well, give her, a, yeah. give her a hug from all of us, okay? I can do that. That's awesome. Thank you, Jerry. Have a good weekend, my friend. Hope yours is better. It may not be, but we'll see. I'm happy I get to see my two-year-old grandson who will not stand still. He's just, he's a force of nature. But any time I can spend with Jordan is is great time. Mark from Minnetonka texted, you know, I was going to text in and say I'm really happy because I can go out with my 89-year-old father and have a beer tonight. Actually, I'm really happy about Jordana Green and the joy she brings me when I'm listening to you two on the radio. She brings so much joy to so many people. It's just a blessing to know her. Thank you, Mark. You're preaching to the choir. I I feel the same way. Another listener says, uh, my handsome husband and I are going to the circus tomorrow. Of course, it's the St. Paul Osmond Shrine Circus going on right through Sunday. My daughter and her two roommates are coming over for craft night tonight. There may be some Moscow mules involved. I like that. I'm happy I could deliver an act of random kindness, an ark. I never heard it described as an ark, an act of random kindness. Prayers for Jordana. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for coming along for the ride. We don't take that for granted. Hope you and yours have a wonderful weekend. Check back with you on Monday. Thanks, DJ. I usually smuggle a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in my pants. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.